Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the iGen UK podcast. I am Simon and I have with me Dale Driver. Hello. Joe Scrabbles. Hello. For once, in the first time in what seems like about two months, we haven't actually got any new games or consoles <laughs> to talk about this week. It's frightening. quiet. Absolutely frightening. But I think it's because America's basically taken the week off because of Thanksgiving. So, you know, nothing new's happened, basically. Lazy <laughs> America. You did say that like, they were slacking. Yeah, they don't deserve holiday. Yeah. Disgusting. No. Just lots of turkey. We can't, we're not going to talk about turkey this week, though, because uh, that's more Christmas for us. Maybe we'll talk about turkeys at Christmas. Um, instead, we're going to talk about some games we've been spending more time with that we've briefly spoken about in the past because we've only, we've been barely touching, you know, games in detail the last few weeks. We've just been breezing over them. So, firstly, let's talk about Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, some more. I personally am now 65 hours in, which is, I did not expect to be into this game as much as I thought I would. I was kind of pretty ambivalent about it until I started up and for some reason it's absolutely hooked me. I think I'm near, I'm very near the end. I've done some big stuff recently and it's really got into me and for the first time though sadly i'm having to do a little bit of grinding towards the end because the last place you have to go in the game i need another i'm currently about 38 power levels too low for it Mm. i'm i think it's at level 340 you need to be for that area or it recommends anyway i'm probably going to try it like 320 because you know i'm bold in it could i um could i make a guess that you're not allowed not allowed to actually verbally respond to can you just make a face to this and i know this is Mm. great podcasting is the end of that game you entering the halls of valhalla now make a face oh okay uh that's that's fun for everyone i'm just so i'm about 15 hours in um Mm -hmm. and interest i kind of expected it to ramp up to weird mythical stuff way quicker like there's a few like weird kind of mystical visions but i haven't had like bonkers shit that i've come across yet like in the same way that odyssey does that relatively early not not super early but relatively without spoiling anything you you will get that <laughs> just yeah like it's not as early as it happens in odyssey like pretty is it pretty early on in odyssey you find the cave with the staff is that pretty early? Uh, early-ish. Like, it's probably yeah, about the like, same time as I'm at now. Like, they don't. They definitely don't focus as much. There's still like the modern day stuff with Layla. Like, it's Barely. hardly touched though in comparison yeah. to others, which is kind of welcome because I, I don't hate the modern day stuff. I think they're saying interesting there, but I don't like when they just constantly take you out and put you back into modern day and put you back. Whereas this one's very good at rarely ever doing that yeah which i'm enjoying i do feel how like, far are you in now Dale? uh also i'm about 40 hours um my power level's like early 200s so quite mm-hmm. a way through but um the way i i've been playing it is especially the way that um how the environment is built and how it's flags like you know things to do in the environment 
I'm finding myself very much distracted by the next shiny object every time. So I'm spending way longer in places than I probably should if I just want to sort of get through the story. Um, and I'm also getting frustrated when I can't clear an area because it's it becomes clear like, oh, I'm not actually supposed to enter this building yet. It's a story beat um, coming into this building. But um, it's, yeah, it very much feeds into that sort of OCD mindset where you need to clear the areas. And I, I do worry I'm going to be spending 200 odd hours in this game at this point. <laughs> Well, I feel like you'll be, because I, I started off being quite thorough, but then the more I got into it, the more I'm like, I just want to get on with this story now. And I, probably about 30 hours in, I made the decision to pretty much do main missions. I mean, um, So you'll probably be in good steps. You won't have to have this little mini grind I'm having towards say, the end. Yeah, I have, I've never got to a point where I felt like I need to level up. I've always, if anything, I've been over-leveled for yeah. quite Well, a that's the same with me until this point, to be fair. There's this like jump near the end, which is probably for good reason. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm I'm just having a great time. I feel like that is like I talked about that little grind, but that is the main reason I'm loving it so much. Like I enjoyed Origins and Odyssey, but never finished them just because of that grind you had to do. Like not being able to go main mission to main mission really did annoy me in those games. But in this one, there's nothing stopping you from doing that, so you can just yeah. You never really forget where you are in the story. Yeah, I have to say, like playing Odyssey in the first lockdown was the was pretty much the only way I could ever have seen myself finishing that game, which I did in the end because it was just like it was pure escapism for that time. But I am so glad I'm not having to do that again for Valhalla. I re I actually really really like how it d deals with stuff in the area like the way it kind of links the old synchronization things where you would just get a map full of stuff and now it's those kind of like the glowing columns of light that show you yeah, different yeah. types of things but not telling you exactly what they what they are when you get there and like just does a really good midpoint of like mystifying what you're going to get but telling you this is where you get it mm, and i think i really like that there's so much like they didn't i'm not saying they misled people but like they were actually absolutely accurate when they said this map is smaller than origins and odyssey which was music to my ears but that does not mean the game is nah. any smaller there is like this is a long game with tons mm. in it but it's a dense world which is good it's not like i'm not having to go across i don't know thousands and thousands of meters just to see what something is like it's it's a horse or if you meet a giant wolf ride away nice so, I um I would say that yeah it always feels like something's nearby and it's always nice to have like you know it's a mystery but there could be like uh, I, I want to guess there's like ten different types of things that it could be with even just the mysteries and then the artifacts there's lots of different types as well so it's always like a surprise of why when you get within fifty meters you find out what it's gonna be um I would say I hate the flyaway tattoo design things. Have you had them? The, the oh, I, I've ignored. I've ignored. I did. Oh, yeah. those I've the, just, it's I've the, it's ignored what, those. It's what used to be sea shanties in Black Flag, right? Where you had yeah. to chase mm -hmm. them down. Yeah. Well, they had it with um, feathers, I think, in one yes. of the earliest. Yeah, That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Piss take. I've made the effort to get here. <laughs> Don't make me chase the thing as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate, I, I've ignored those. Apart from that, though, I think like like all the, the side quest stuff is really good. And, you know, like a real interesting thing about the side quest is that it, there's no, like, it doesn't create a quest in your log. There's no checkpoint mm -hmm. and there's no like indication of where you should go it's pretty much all you instigate this dialogue and then you've got to just sort of work out what the situation Listen is to what and it, just, mm -hmm. it really like gets me more involved in those stories as well there's some bizarre ones of those as yeah. well like but i don't want to spoil those people there's some fun ones like i'm really happy with the weapons i got like for the first 30 hours i was using i've always had my shield mm -hmm. uh and i was using an axe 
just because I thought I'm a Viking, I'm going to use an axe. But I found an amazing hammer, which I've been using for the past 30 hours, which I, j- I love my hammer. Nice. It's very nice. I've leveled it up like to max. And basically it means whenever I just do a heavy attack, it puts the one on the floor so I can just stomp them straight away. I can just chain mm. that together. I do. Um, and go on. Oh, go on. I was going to oh, say, I, well, I'm, I'm very into the, the system. Like It took me a while to get used to it of not constantly collecting new loot but you've got mm-hmm. a base set of loot and then you're just constantly upgrading Committing it. So, to it. Yeah, yeah, so if you find something you like early on, like like you did with your hammer, well, not so early, but you found your hammer <laughs> yeah. at some point and you just commit, you're like, this is my playstyle now. And it's, it's different, but I like it. I like it. Like the same with armor as well. I think I've gone... I've only got three full sets of armor and I've got a really nice one at the moment. I'm just going to stick with... And I really like the runes. You can attach them as well. I've got two amazing runes at the moment, which means... I've got one that means when I do a successful parry, um, there's a small chance a poison cloud will emit around. And I've got another one, if I do a successful parry, there's a small chance like an arc of fire will come out as well. So basically, whenever I parry, there's a chance I'll poison and or set people ablaze, which is very fun. (laughs) What's your preferred method of combat, Joe? What have you gone for? Uh, So I'm basically just... I've been axe and shield from nearly the beginning. I did use double axes for a little while because, you know, every weapon combination has, like, a kind of extra power attack that you use with LB. And shield is obviously a parry. When you have two axes, it's like this just stupid beatdown thing where you oh, just kind of go you just stand there and just go nah, 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 with both the axes and it drains your stamina in about half a second but it's so mm. funny it looks mad so I know that, um, that. Max uh, Max Matt has been um, going with he recommended I believe a great sword or a big sword anyway mm. just cause he says slicing people's heads off yeah. is, uh, fun it's his birthday today Matt so wish wish everyone wish Matt Happy a birthday, lovely Matt. birthday yeah. if you're listening to like, we, we made him a little video for his birthday that because um, <laughs> we got him some Lord of the Rings stuff and it's one of the stupidest wastes of a lunch break that I've ever had I moved on to so I was always a two-handed axe for a mm. long time and now I've upgraded so I can hold two of them so I'm two two great two two handed axes <laughs> two just swinging axes. on both, and one of them sparks on fire every now and again as well. That's so really, I had no idea that it got that stupid. I'm oh, delighted yeah. by that. So I'm like yeah. a whirlwind of fire when I'm fl- flying them out. Oh, it's so I, much I fun. What do you think about the skill tree? Because I don't mind. I I'm I quite like the mystery of like, oh, if I go this way, what is the perk I'm going to unlock if I go this way? But at the same time. It is annoying when there's amazing perks like that. You can hold two heavy yeah. weapons like they're just hidden. Unless you look at a guide, there's no way of knowing. I would say you can blind luck. Once you get to like this, you know the level stages we are, you can just reset them and you know where to go. That's but true. I do find it feels a bit clunky, especially when it's like you want to get to the next cl- cluster of them, but you're locked in by oh I don't know um, something that improves your light attacks, but you don't use light weapons, but you've still got to upgrade mm-hmm. it to get to that next cluster. I feel mm. like it would have been, been better if it was more linear lines. Like, you know, this is yourself. This is your heavy attacks. This is, But, you know, it's a minor criticism, really. Mm-hmm. I, I, kind like, um... of, I kind of like it. It reminds me of the sphere grid in uh, Final Fantasy X. <laughs> yeah. And that's a thing that will always feel nostalgic to me, even if it's slightly <laughs> fucked. Uh, 
Um, yeah. yeah, I'm into it. Have either of you what? seen this video going around? Well, I, I was talking about this with Matt Perslow the other day because we're the only two people in the world that like Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, <laughs> did you see the video of Assassin's Creed Unity's parkour and how oh, much, it's amazing. And how much yeah, better yeah. it is than parkour in these games? Yeah. Like, it, was, it was the first one where you like can deliberately go down. Yeah, it was right? the one. Yeah, it had purposeful up and down. And I remember at the time being like, uh, people being like, this is so confusing. They have ruined parkour. <laughs> it's like and it's like, holding no, a button. It's two buttons, yeah. which it now has been for the past whatever number of games yeah. they've made. But you it, you do forget like that the par- that parkour was a big such a big deal in the old games in a way that it just isn't anymore. No, um, like it's kind of fascinating. In Valhalla, there's only really like a couple of settlements of note where you could really attempt parkour because like, mm. obviously it's in a time where cities didn't exist so you know there's not a lot of parkour to be done but i tell you what i was thinking the other day is that we should this is a little peek behind the scenes a little production meeting for everyone for a future inside story we should try and talk to that dude that invented parkour and get him to tell us how he changed like all of action culture with just running around on a wall because the more you think about it the more you're like parkour changed Literally everything we watch now, yeah. everyone's parkouring all the time. Already, everyone's always parkouring. I'm already seeing the intro for that video, Joe. It's the clip from The Office where they're just screaming parkour. Exactly. Parkour, parkour. Yeah. Then you parkour. cut to the Casino Royale with a bit of parkour That's exactly, there. yeah. There we go. Then if parkour's <laughs> changing what Bond is, then it's big. Um, yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Don't steal that idea, <laughs> bastards. So yeah, it'll be like six months before we get around to that and someone else yeah. will already made it. I'm um, quite enjoying... Yeah. Like my own little personal mini game as well in Valhalla, which is aside from Orlog, which is unbelievable. I love I love a good game of Orlog. Becoming uh, a physical game next year. I know. I, I may have to get That's it. Uh, I need someone to play with, but you know. <laughs> um just lovely dice to have. Mm-hmm. Um but my own other little personal mini game is just going around the towns and working out what their modern day equivalent is. Sometimes yes. they're really obvious. Yeah. Sometimes it literally is Lincoln and you're like, yeah. Well, this is Lincoln. Um but then otherwise it's like I don't know. I can't I th- think of one. I think but, I found yeah. Beaconsfield yesterday. I can't remember what it was <laughs> called, but it kind of like looked in that sort of vicinity, like Buckinghamshire sort of area, and it had a name similar. So like mm-hmm. then, but I've been on Wikipedia looking at old like what original town names were and stuff, trying to link them up. It's actually like it's almost been like a little mini history lesson for me as well. Mm. It's quite good. Have we to sk- Skiropskaya? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have we talked yet about the fact that um, Ravensthorpe was a place made up for this game? Except in real life, there is a Ravensthorpe almost exactly where they put the <laughs> fake village. That's this. mad, but it's still a mad story. It's so all, good. Yeah. It's bonkers. There's apparently like three Ravens. Thorps, but they have accidentally put one in almost exactly the right place. It's so good. Cardly, Legends. You're further than yeah. me. I assume you've cleared most of England or you've been across most of I, I have I have one region left, which yeah. is the one I have to level up for. Is there a Coventry? Tell me that now. Because there's Tamworth well, you, you and that's should, really close. You know. <laughs> um I, I can't say I've been to Coventry now, sadly. Um I'm looking for a Coventry. Yeah, we have been to Tamworth. Is what I'm looking for. <laughs> so used to I, be I, I, no, no mention of Godiva. When was Godiva around? That was like the, yeah, 800, something like that. So, yeah. Oh, around- so she would have already been around. I don't yeah. know. I haven't heard any mention of her or anything, sadly. Maybe uh, maybe I'm getting that mixed up. But it's around that period, I believe. Anyway, so. Mm. I'm, I'm yeah. like, once I get to that area, I think I'm a bit underleveled for that area right now, maybe. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm th- the first thing I'm doing, trying to hunt that down. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, yeah, I'm just really enjoying Valhalla. Uh, 
I think at this point, I would go as far as saying it is probably my favourite Assassin's Creed. I, nice. I'm enjoying it that much. Like, for Black Flag was, I think, mm-hmm. I would say. And that I think I've had mm. more consistent fun playing this than I did Black Flag. You, but it's been a long time since I played Black Flag. Did you so guys have the same problem I had when you first started playing it? I'd just come straight from Mars Morales. And it went, it like, I felt like the controls and it felt really off and it felt really clunky for me at first. It took me a long time to really get into the flow I, of it. I was lucky. I came from like a few hours attempts at Demon Souls and the buttons are pretty much the same, which is light attack, heavy attack, parry okay. on the same buttons. So basically I came to Valhalla and just felt like a god because I was just doing the same moveset right. but killing things. So I spent yeah, ages holding R2 trying to do my parkour, like just yeah. kept messing that up all the time. So I came from it from Watch Dogs, which is even more confusing because it looks <laughs> the same. It's made by the same people. You kind of expect it to have similar control systems and they're just completely different. So I kept like hitting villagers with my axe when I tried to run and like <laughs> falling over when I was trying to block and, just and like, you were oh, trying to hack, hack people and that wasn't working like either hacking horses <laughs> just being like why won't this horse oh, turn left I, I felt horrible yesterday I very ax- I was trying to destroy something in a house to so I could get some to a chest like just trying to hit like a wooden box out of the way and I accidentally killed the person's cat a I classic so bad. Viking tale, <laughs> worthy <laughs> of a saga. <laughs> I know. But um, I still sixty-five hours in. I'm still making the same button mistake, which is I'm not used to, nor do I like dodge and roll being on yes. square. That should not oh, be. Yeah. There. That it should fit. be on circle. It's, it's always odd. circle. It's circle in every action game ever. Yeah. Um, the yeah. The, there's got to be something in um, talking about the most uh, devastating wrong buttons used in games the one that gets it's like red dead shooting my horse constantly when i yeah. tried to climb onto it um yeah there's got to well, be loads I, of those i did i kind of did that when i went back to demon it's not devastating but when i went back to demon souls because square in demon souls is heal so mm. it's just accidentally healing at full health <laughs> and you're very limited on how many of those healing items yeah. you have so and of course demon souls mistake. doesn't stop you from healing at full health either because no, it's a no, no. game made by whereas yeah Valhalla is yeah I'm I'm surprised by how much like it I think at the moment it's it's in my top three games Mm. with Last of Us and Hades it's it's not going to get number one but you know I think uh, yeah I think it might be my second I'm really enjoying it it is really good Hmm. that surprised me because I did not think I would enjoy more than Legion but they've kind of swapped completely in my mind about um, yeah, what it's, is good. It is just so much better than Legion. Like I'm really <laughs> yeah. disappointed with how Legion turned out. Not to say it was bad, but I would just it wasn't what I wanted. Whereas Valhalla no. has really, really surprised me. Mm-hmm. And we've still got Immortals to come, which I'll somehow find. I'm thinking Immortals now is going to have to be after Cyberpunk yeah. whenever we get to play yeah. Cyberpunk. These games have got uh, a lot of hours in them. Don't know if I've got mm-hmm. yeah. many spare. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong there, Dale. Do you know what also is a long game I've heard? Yeah. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. It is. Did, did I get it right? I feel like I've said that wrong every time. I no, it's correct. It. Hyrule Warriors Age of yes. Calamity. Breath of the Wild. You've, <laughs> um, actually, you've actually finished it. I have finished it. It took me fucking ages. It's really big, um, which is... I guess Dynasty Warriors games are big. I just don't expect the spin-offs to be. Um, and I am pleased to report that I think it might be the best Warriors game, which has freaked me out because... Dynasty Warriors 8XL is pretty Are you proper fucking off good. your nuts, son? Um, it's just, it's really good. This, the, the problem is that I can't go into exactly why I think it's good without spoiling it, because it gets better and better. 
But what mm-hmm. I can say is that the way it deals with giving you missions, the way it kind of the way it handles being on the Breath of the Wild map is so nice because it gives you these big markers where it's like this is your next big chapter and you can kind of attempt them in order. You might need to do a bit of grinding, but every time you finish one, the map just gets fucking covered in stuff again. It's just like you'll sit there for like half a minute while it adds new missions and side quests to your map and it just by the end it is like looking at the stars there's just so much stuff on the map to do um and then it has like a really sizable end game quest where it gets actually very hard um which i wasn't expecting either and some of the characters it gives you and how inventive they are i'm not going to give them away because some of them are specifically meant as surprises Mm -hmm. but there are character dynasty warriors is a game where basically everyone does the same thing and this is the first time i've seen one of those games really try and actually put in proper action game mechanics like and make you make you think how to play differently as each character like there's one guy whose entire thing is built around a bar that if it fills up and you don't hit a button in time something bad happens so you're constantly either trying not to fill that bar by doing certain things or fill it and know exactly when you're going to hit the top of that bar so that you can trigger the right action and it's like it's a different game it's It's really cool yeah, it's you're playing as a time bomb. It's really cool. Um, and I have... w- and when you find out who that character is, it's even better. But I can't tell oh. you because it's a secret. But uh, it's great. I have a couple of questions because I kind of know what Warriors Combat is. I kind of I've seen a lot of that. I know, I yeah. know what that's about. I have questions that is currently stopping me from getting it. A, how does it run on Switch with that many enemies? So around? I've seen the weird thing is I've seen varying reports. For me. It runs as badly as a normal Dynasty Warriors game, which is to say, <laughs> occasionally it's quite bad, but it's never sustained enough for it to feel like the game is broken to me. Like, if there's if there are like 300 people on screen and you do a really flashy attack, it will chug. But I never felt like I was missing button inputs or like getting hurt because of those things. Like, it never directly kind of fed back into the game feeling worse. Mm-hmm. But... If you're someone who's just not used to those games and you don't have my level of tolerance for it because I've played that for years and it's always been the same, it will it will bother you. And like I, I think it's totally reasonable that it's got some lower scores because performance is low. But it's kind of it's kind of personal taste at that point. It's what it's whether you're enjoying the game more than mm-hmm. the problems it causes. And it is a great advert for what increasingly looks like there will be a Switch Pro and mm. I will go back and play this game again on a Switch Pro because I think it will be really beautiful. Like, it's genuinely a very pretty game at the same time. Maybe, so Maybe I'll wait. Because my other question is, does it tell a good Zelda story? Like, is it a worthy prequel? Or is no. it just a, is it um, just filler naff? Again, <laughs> I can't really go into it, but the demo gives away a certain amount, which is that there is something to do with time travel in the game which immediately puts you on like a, is this actually a prequel or not? And it toys with that all the way through. And frankly, like, I like the story it told, but it is not, if you're going into it because you want to learn more about Breath of the Wild, you're not really going to get that. It's right. not about that. It's using it's using the setting as an excuse for the gameplay as opposed to it as an excuse to tell a story well. And, and um, to sell yeah. lots of copies. Yeah. And to sell uh, loads get it, of copies. <laughs> um, well, apparently it sold three million, or at least shipped them. So it's the biggest ever Warriors game, which is wild. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, I like what it did, but it, 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 
I think it's closer to official fan fiction than okay, it is okay. than it is like official canon. Uh, right. If that makes sense, there is there's moments where it will inform Breath of the Wild and fills in some gaps, but there's not much. Has Al finished nice. it? I don't think he has yet. I think he's he's about two thirds of the way through. That's what he's he still playing it for, right? The law aspects of it. Yeah, mostly. and I, I think he'll be disappointed by the ending. I'll say that much. Right. Um, I think he'll throw but, his switch into a river. Is yeah, what I've heard he'll do. Um, uh, but, old move. Yeah, but like as someone who's in it for the stupid kill 3,000 people every time you play with the big sword and like lasers uh, yeah super into well, it you know I still haven't tried the demo so maybe that is the way to go that and is the point of the demo after all it is and it's like the demo is like an hour long so you get a really good sense of it it brings you to the world map it shows you a bit like it kind of gives you all this context for what that game is going to be as well as just the playing of it Um. so yeah it's really cool I, I, I'm super super impressed I'm really glad we were on the the 9 out of 10 scale as opposed to the 6 out of 10 scale because I think both are a valid argument if you make it right but I, I totally agree with our take on it I just think it's really joyful it's great joyful. yeah I, I forgot to talk about sorry we're going to briefly go back to Valhalla because Do I forgot it. to mention how much I love and I know they've had this in the past uh, one or two but just the whole like order system when you're just yeah. hunting oh, down it's people the best. like I'm, I love I'm, it like I'm so, so sad good. because my this summer I was organising an interview with the guy that invented Cult of Cosmos for Odyssey, oh. um, and that was before we knew it was going to be in this game as well. And that fell through because of timing stuff. I might try and come back to it because I genuinely it's the best system yeah. Assassin's Creed has ever had. Have you ever had it I where don't... you randomly kill one and you didn't even know have, about them? I haven't in this game. No, I had. I had one the other day. And it's so really? satisfying. It's like I didn't even oh. have to find him. So that killed. was the question. I, that was the question I was going to ask. I didn't know if they didn't just appear until you found all the clues or not. No, but it's, if they're, they're just in the world. Well, it was. Um, it wasn't one of the the zealots. It was one of the the actual like sort of you know road guys. Yeah. Um, I can't remember having it. It, like 20, yeah, it was like 20 hours ago but um, the bell i think i was just clearing out an area and it was just i killed one of them and all of a sudden it popped up saying oh you the order and it did that really cool animation where it does that mm. s- slow-mo inside their guts and you yeah. see the blade going in <laughs> that's really good because okay. those are the bits that do because assassin's creed has changed a lot but when you're doing those little bits it feels like old school assassin's yeah. creed and there's i like that there's a couple of regions in the game like not going to spoil anything by saying like the London area is one that feels a lot like an old school Assassin's yeah, Creed definitely. you're doing yeah. like original Assassin's Creed stuff there I like how each area does change up like that and yeah the order stuff is amazing I love that just yeah I love how some of them have cool names like the leech or the anvil and then yeah there is just like one just called like the bell like, <laughs> yeah. you're an absolute bell I <laughs> say, no, yeah. I thought it was a valid point what you said about you know London feeling like a different sort of Assassin's Creed game there's mm. also um, I'm not going to spoil it but when you know Cuddy you probably know what I mean there's somewhere somewhere else that you visit that yeah. feels like a completely different version of Assassin's Creed as well and I've spent so long in that area I almost forgot what it was like to go back to England well, I feel well. like there's another... It does that more than once, yeah. which is amazing. So I, you could be talking about a different thing to me, which is Look, cool. I've had a like, couple, yeah. Yeah, there's one that is very much... I kind of... You can't do stuff about fully spoiling what happens in this place, but it it borrows from another game in a, in a cool way, I think, which mm. maybe there's a... Fe- once it's been out a while, it's a spoilery thing we could talk about, but... Uh, once, uh, especially once Joe's got there, because I don't think Joe would yeah. have got there yet. No, so, uh, the um, yeah. like I say, I'm I'm early on. I really like how it's dealing in the early stages, at least, with 
making this a game that features assassins in a reasonable mm. way, but without feeling like that's the point again. You know, like so many Assassin's yeah. Creed games are roguish, talented person is recruited by the assassins, becomes an assassin, and then yeah. does well and kills the Pope. Um, and in this one, it feels like the assassins are there and they're interested and you can work with them, but it's like, it's kind of a, a, a tangential thread. Yeah, like, absolutely. And I find that really satisfying that like, because it's almost better at telling you how embedded the assassins and Templars are in the world, that you're doing your own thing and all their intrigue is happening near you, but you're not kind of mired in it at that point. I think it's, it's really smart. That reminds it's me, actually. very, very good. I've got a confession about the game, which is that I Ooh. actually turned on the like the one-shot kill with stealth attacks as well. You know, the, really? the uh, hidden blade. I, I didn't. I, uh, that's something I don't I feel really like that found. really makes a difference, though. I find really. it really satisfying in old Assassin's Creed games, and I don't like the idea of getting up on high, being right above someone, jumping down and doing blade attack, and then just taking a bit of health off. Like mm. it didn't sit right, I can, never sat right with me. I, I can do that to everyone now because I've unlocked the advanced assassination ability, right, which okay. lets you do that to everyone. But you have to do a second click on like a timer. Yeah, you mm. have to get oh, the bar okay. just right in order to secure the assassination, which mm. is cool. I like yeah. that. Um. Yeah, it's very, very good. Where do you think they're going to go next with Assassins? They've kind of done all the fan ones now, haven't they? I, and also Feudal my... Japan has been covered well, by different yeah. games. I, I, think, I still feeling. think they'll do it. Yeah. I think they'll go China. I like yeah. the idea of China. Well, they did it in one of the spin-offs, didn't they? And people yeah. responded well and then thought mm. the game was bad. So <laughs> maybe they can go back. Like, yeah. mate... If they do fucking Dynasty Warriors era Romance of the Three Kingdoms <laughs> Assassin's Creed, I will lose my mind. They are kind of it running out really of, well. Running out of periods there. Oh, there's like, lots of countries. Well, distinctive what, periods what, at least. What about like Incas or like Mayans go to like Ooh. that area of the world? That'd well, cool. if you were fighting against conquistadors coming in to Ooh. destroy your civilization, that would that would yes. give some interesting stuff. And then you could get into proper like um jungly forest parkour again, which I think Assassin's Creed three started towards, but then it was just a bad game. You'd have like the cool pyramids, bit of Quetzal Cottle in there. Just, yeah. just get it all good, get it all mixed in there. Go okay. and have a hangout with Quetzalcoatl. Why not? <laughs> Who would Blood sacrifice, to? kill a child, why not? Come on. That's just gone too far, Jim. No, it hasn't. Um, I'm into it. Okay. Oh. Do you know what I'm into? FIFA on next-gen consoles, or shall we say current-gen consoles, because oh. we are now in the new generation. We are FIFA on PS5 and Xbox Series X. That's <laughs> yeah. what's happening. Um, I've not got a lot to say about this, but I thought I'd just in case Have you actually played no it? one knows. No, no hands-on okay. with uh, FIFA on next-gen. That's... The update is... It's a week from today, isn't it? It's the 4th of December, I believe. So is that a week? It is. Week Um, today. I don't believe it's an update. It'll be a full, fresh download because it's... Is it the the new sports game on a new generation of consoles, Sweaty Boys update? Mm, It has got Sweaty Boys (laughs) in it. Um, Do you know what? Little sidebar from that. I played um, NBA on Series X. Very sweaty? It actually looks... I'm not... I know people say this all the time. I, like it's the first time in probably about eight years that someone's walked past my TV and gone, "Is that real?" Like genuinely gone. They thought I was watching basketball. It's like you don't watch basketball. It's like I'm not watching basketball. That's Look amazing. at my hands. Got a controller. I might actually have to get NBA because of that. I like how whoever it was in your family that said that was throwing shades. Like you don't watch basketball. What are you doing? <laughs> to be fair, he does. Yeah, he watches exactly. everything. He'd watch fucking I'll watch, handball I will if it was watch on. Anything with a ball in it. Yeah. Uh, 
well, make no, of that what you will. That's why he sits uh, there watching that um, <laughs> Jose Gonzalez video all day. <laughs> Fucking Sony Bravia adverts. Just... <laughs> Those Pepsi adverts, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Where Messi gives a cheeky grin and makes him three million pounds. Yeah. You love those That's old amazing. karaoke videos with the bouncing ball as well. Absolutely obsessed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything yeah, yeah. with a ball. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, FIFA on next-gen consoles is... It's not looking very different from a gameplay level, if anything. I haven't been able to go hands-on yet, but like we said, if you own FIFA already, um, you get a free upgrade. Dual uh, entitlement, as they dual call it. Dual entitlement. That, mm. that sounds a bit like someone with lightsabers. Uh, but... Basically, it's not a lot different, but from what I've seen, and this is, bear in mind, I've only seen this over probably like a 720p stream running for about 30 seconds, but the lighting looked lovely. (laughs) 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 Um, But the main thing I did, and this, again, it's, it's only if you care about this sort of stuff, but the hair looked incredible. Like, they haven't said on every player, but on players that have the hair strand technology like they showed Allison in goal and his hair was all waving around it was lovely but he is quite a beautiful man well that's it Allison just looks good in any situation (laughs) exactly Um, and also muscle muscle definition muscle (laughs) definition is is ridiculous like those like they I know when you slow anything down it it arguably looks more impressive (laughs) is that true (laughs) what (laughs) I don't know in slow-mo things look good right um like when like someone strikes the ball with a foot like you see all like the legs like all the muscles on their legs just contract as they hit it and like the ball actually squashes as the as it hits the foot like you're not seeing a lot of that no. like when you're playing the game but it is impressive what they can do and it it's the same thing with most fifas when they have the crossover year like more looking forward to next year what are the big steps they're going to make like at the moment like it's all visual really mm. yeah we said and muscle. there is some cool ps5 stuff though like that's specific to ps5 though because of the dual sense okay. like like the haptic feedback like if you shoot with your left foot you'll get a rumble in the left of the controller and stuff like that like if the ball cannons off the bar you'll get like a thud in the controller and also with the triggers so if a player is so it's like near the end of a game and the players like run out of stamina it'll be harder to push down an r2 to make them sprint like you'll feel them resist against it a bit more which is an interesting way of using that i think because so far we have only really seen shooters and Astro's Playroom really do something with those. I genuinely think that could be a little bit useful. I'm not saying it's going to change how I play the game, but you know when you get to the the end of the game, or if you have like an injured player and you just haven't noticed the symbol or like, you know, like something's happened and you've just not paid attention and then you're like, they're running a bit slow. I like the idea that there's a tiny bit of feedback that'll make me go, Mm. oh right, I'm going to pass to someone else or I'm going to try and get away from him. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like that could genuinely be useful. um, With the dual sense, with so with Astrobot, I thought the reason it was so good is because of the the speaker, like you know, like accompanying the the sounds, accompanying the feeling as well. With the when you're hitting the woodwork, are you hearing that coming through the little speakers as well? Gunk. I cannot so good. confirm or deny that. I do not know. Um, that sounds like yeah. it'd be really satisfying. To hear I'm that. surprised by how good the speaker is on the dual sense. Mm. Like I really thought it was just going to be a tinny little nightmare again, but it kind of yeah, it works out. I've turned my speaker on it off. I did that as soon as I got a PS4 as well, just speaker audio. Because I play with headphones on 99% right, of the time okay. anyway. So mm. if anything, it's just annoying everyone else. And not, <laughs> I'm not hearing it. So. 
Oh, but yeah, I like the speaker yeah. sounds good, especially when the TV's quite far away on the other side of the room, so you, it's like really mm. right in your face. The question but, yeah. is, Cardi, do you believe Hello. them when they say that there are features in here that simply could not exist <laughs> if they were upgrading the game? Um, well, the controller, but then, is but, one. but like PS4 Last mm-hmm. of Us has haptic feedback, like that's an yeah. upgrade that's not come with a separate optimized very download. True. Do I believe like it's hard until I've actually properly seen it like like i said i've seen it over a stream like in not mm. great quality like i i don't like i am not a technically mind person i don't know the sweat capabilities of a ps4 what <laughs> well, the light <laughs> like the lighting does look like they're fully relit the game like it's new like live lighting i think is what okay on it so it does look brilliant but is it something they couldn't do before i i, I cannot speak for them on that mm. <laughs> What is annoying? You're a coward. You're a coward and a a mouthpiece for Big EA. (laughs) What What is slightly annoying is, although it's a free upgrade and like you can carry your ultimate team into your uh, Volta progress over to next gen. You can't carry over your career mode save, which is an odd one. I was just just about to win La Liga with Betis, and they fucking took it away from me. In the Q and A session, they basically said we would have had to spend. It wasn't what we felt it wasn't worth the time working out how to do that basically like we would have had to release it weeks later to work out how that was possible tell that to Joaquin in his retiring <laughs> season about to win La Liga for the first time that's fucking bullshit but yeah although that progress but progress uh, carries over because it's like you can't play cross gen you still can't play cross platform but so like if you are like I know there's people out there that play like pro clubs which have say you have a group of like seven or eight of you that regularly play that together like Unless you all have one of a console, you're not gonna, you're gonna have to go back to your PS4 or your Xbox One to play with them again. Unless all of your friends have got a next gen console, next gen uh, next gen console, which is probably unlikely considering there seems to have been about twenty on sale in the last month. <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows? It's not perfect. No. no. Uh, should we bore people with more football? It's <laughs> yeah. up to you. I always feel like we. Like, I know there's a lot of people like football, but I feel like football. If you don't care about football, you're just like stop talking about football, which is understandable. If someone talked to me about, I don't know, what donut, what do I hate? <laughs> to be fair, we generally do it about twice a year on this podcast. That is yeah. true. That is true. Eat your um, greens. <laughs> but I know a lot of people are requesting the greens to hear the pitch. about football. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we've got the firm together. Why not talk about football manager? Yeah. Um, Have you actually played a lot of it this year? I've played a f- I've played a few hours. I've not I'm not because we've had the new consoles. Yeah, I've not that's the thing. This sunk year. hours into Football Manager this year yet. I'm sure around Christmas I'll probably sink about 200 hours into it because I'll be eating chocolate, watching old films, and playing Football Manager because that's what I do. Have you not got enough games that have got 200 hours worth of stuff in them, like Cyberpunk, Immortals, yeah, Assassin's Creed? I can't I can't play Cyberpunk whilst watching. I don't know. You could. If you want to. Uh, on a Majesty's Secret service. <laughs> yeah. You like just that little description just then, watching film watching old films yeah. eating chocolate and playing football manager made me nostalgic for the future. That's, <laughs> I, I desperately want to be doing that right now and I know I'll get to. It's Is it great nostalgic art. when you're just looking forward to something? No, nah, I'm calling it nostalgic. It feels very warm and fuzzy, like yeah, okay. I've done it before, but I know it's, I'll be doing it. I mean, you it. have nostalgia. done it before. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's nostalgia and anticipation. It's like kind of a perfect mix of nostalgia patient. Nostalgia pa- That just sounds like you're nostalgic for constipation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that time. Oh, I've got nostalgia patient again. I really. Oh, oh. oh, 
that time I just didn't eat Weetabix for a month. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like you can't shit meals from years ago. <laughs> it's your back <laughs> Um Anyway, Football Manager 2021. Um, let's briefly go on to this. Dale, Yo. If, you, if you stick into your mobile routes. Of course I am, mate. Yes. Is there, before we go on to the main version, which has a few changes this year, is there anything different with the mobile oh. one? Practically nothing. Every year, <laughs> you go, oh yes. No, but every year, what they do is that it's like a surface update. You know, they change, they update the UI a little bit. It's the same, but it just looks prettier. And um, they've added some more leagues, like Canada is now in it. Yes. Uh, and there's some, there's some, there's some odd little changes here and there, but nothing that really affects it in a massive way. And um, for me, the biggest change is, you know, just the update of all the, all the players and them. Um, teams and what league they're in and things like that and now Kovov actually they're in the championship and they've got a little bit more money to play with when you start with them so you know oh. that's, that's the biggest update for me I, I can tell people now like it's football day is not going to return as a full thing nah. anytime soon who knows we may do like a little one off at some point in the future but as you can probably understand, we're very busy at the moment and frankly yeah. do not have the time to even play the game, let alone do the podcast. We'd all be fired if we started at football <laughs> day. <laughs> um, but that's not to say in the future we might do something about Fort Manager. But um, give us a little tease there. Like, have you made any good signings? Uh, yes, I have um, signed a player called Shankland from Dundee, I believe. I can't remember. Is so that the- Jamie Shankland? No. What is his name? What's Fair his me. name? I want to... I keep so there's a wrestler right called Shane Strickland and I keep getting the two mixed up. Uh, so I know it's not Shane. Um, I'm going to boot up and find out. But yes, so cover Lawrence to, Lawrence Shank is Lawrence. There you go. So cover rumored to potentially buy him in the summer, but I think he was a bit out of our budget. So I decided that I was going to make it happen. And he's got a really good mm. goal scoring record. And so far he's doing all right for me. We're only about well, ten I've, games in. I've, I was just looking at his stats here: twenty four goals in twenty six last season uh, in the Scottish Championship yeah that's the, uh, that is the, the kicker there right they're in the Premiership this year two goals in ten so ah. not quite as good return but do you know what You know, good luck to him <laughs> but yeah um, so him and um, I signed an old Cov boy who was on loan last season for us called Liam Walsh he's at Bristol City now but I wanted him back we haven't got him back in real life but I wanted him back so I got him back so I'm, I'm very much sort of doing the fan fiction version of, of Coventry's season what a promotion straight away is that looking like something that could happen not in real life uh, so probably not in football manager I don't care um, about real life <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's a mixed bag so far mixed bag okay um, I'm hopeful um, I've as I always do like I've only played like probably three hours of the new one just to check out some new features but I always just start with Spurs because I know them inside out and I don't have to worry about actually looking at the team or what we need because I know if we sign a top class centre back we'll be okay Yeah. so that's what I did um, Is Bale in it by the way? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. We've got him. <laughs> I wasn't sure how, how late the cut off is for when they add new players Oh it's in. fully updated oh, okay. to like now but um, yeah the new features on the full version like the team talk seems a big new one like there's a lot more options there are a lot more sorry I mean uh press conferences not team talks um they're a lot more involved you can choose the way you speak to people a lot differently you actually answer individual it's more like a press conference they're like here's a question from the daily sport <laughs> like you have a bad relationship with him so you can just like fire back at him and be like i don't want you in my press conference room which that sounds good i, I enjoyed it yeah. um and the actual match days look a lot different the actual interface looks a lot different which is taking some 
get to getting used to like i'm so used to how it looked before i knew where everything was so i'm just like my instant impression was i don't like this because i just don't like change in my life to begin with so even something as small as a football manager interface being when it was on the top of the screen it's now on the bottom of the screen it's done (laughs) my head in it's when you spend so many hours like your muscle memory is so like familiar with it as well who was it that there was one like broadcast company for football that were really like decided to be maverick and not have the score in the top left they move it to like the bottom left was it like satanta or something it might have been when satanta yeah it's like what are you doing no one wants to look down there for the score have it top did um uh is the match engine itself better because the trailers for the game included like some very nice looking animations and stuff i haven't i don't know if it looks it maybe looks marginally better like the engine's never been great. Like that's not what their focus is on. Like to be yeah. fair, they've done a lot. Considering it's from what I've read, it's been quite a struggle for them to get it out this year. You can understand due to COVID and everything. Mm. Like they've actually managed to put quite a few changes in, which is impressive. Because like they could have been forgiven for being like this year. Sorry, all we can really do is update squads and like kits and stuff. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, but yeah, they're fair play to full manager. I, I will never say a bad word about anything to do with Football Manager. Unless unless a scandal comes out. Just slash off the UI. What if the game's game shit? <laughs> up, up, up to this point, I've never had any... <laughs> Don't quote me on that if, if something terrible happens, but, but God forbid. Um, but anyway, maybe more on Football Manager once I've actually played it some more. Oh, big breaking news, Dale. I've just looked on Twitter what? 25 seconds ago. Coventry have signed keeper oh, Lee Camp as mate, a free agent. I don't know if you saw me getting distracted about 10 minutes ago during the podcast. I'd already seen that news. Come on. Get with it. Oh, sorry, BBC are behind. <laughs> well, um, you know, Coventry Telegraph, they're, they're breaking the, the Coventry signing news. I think uh, later today I'll be able to put in my ballot to actually return to a live football match. Spurs are allowing 2,000 fans back in. Lucky. So I'll be able to enter the ballot. Will I actually be able to go to a football match? Cover still is in tier three, so I was thinking about the same. But uh, is, is Lee Camp the goalkeeper who used to play for Derby like six million he played, years ago? He, oh, he must, he must be old. about 38 now. Yeah. He's, I think he's 36, but he was at um, Birmingham last season and they just let him go. The problem is All our right. main keeper got injured the other night and we've only got well, one crappy reserve keeper. I've just realised that we've started talking about the career of Lee Camp on our video games <laughs> yeah, and films and TV inadvertently, podcast. Inadvertently talk, turned into a football day. That's but totally my bad. <laughs> why don't we steer this back on track with a little bit of television? We haven't spoken about television in ages. Um, mm. I'm yet to watch this because I've been... Basically, when I've not been working, I've been playing Valhalla. That's all I've been doing. But I do intend to watch The Queen's Gambit. Yes, As I've heard, it is very, very good. It is. It's a sports drama, but about chess. And somehow, I give a shit. (laughs) It's amazing. Um, Like, I I like a sports drama. I like the kind of... I'm Mm -hmm. I'm always a fan of the rags to riches, inevitable rise, and with speed bumps along the way and mm-hmm. I don't know a little bit of addiction yeah. and like problems at home and romance and the Queen's Gambit is just like if she was playing American football it would be the most normal American football drama of all time except <laughs> it would be a young woman from the 60s doing it um the fact that it's chess like it's almost ancillary like you don't need to know much about it it's but it's just got all those beats and all that really like satisfyingly familiar but well presented um like sports drama in it it's fantastic and 
also like one of the best depictions of like 60s and 70s in visuals that I've seen for a long time. Like it feels so real. Like I just watched loads of The Alienist, which is obviously harder to do because it's set in the 1800s. But Mm. so much of that, just you look at it and you're like, 80% of this is CGI and you can tell immediately. Whereas Mm. The Queen's Gambit, they seem to have found really good practical solutions for depicting places. Has it got sort of a Mad Men feel to it? Then. It's got a bit of that. It's it doesn't it doesn't indulge in it quite as much. Like okay. it feels it's it's always kind of background. It's never like isn't it kooky in the sixties? Apart from like just a base distrust of women bit, in sport. That bit where John Lennon turns up and goes, "Take the bishop," exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he's from Yorkshire. I don't know. Yeah, it's terrible, yeah, terrible, terrible John Lennon accent. But like, uh, yeah, there's none of there's no yeah. It doesn't it doesn't indulge in in the in the setting beyond just looking right, but it really lends it a different feel. Like there's so much style and so much like, it just feels like a a real place and a real story to the point where when I started, I did not know this wasn't a real story. Like I thought it was a biopic for a little bit. Right. Um, And I think that's testament to it. It's just, it's just really satisfying. And I don't think it's like, groundbreaking and you're not going to come out of it a changed person and have different opinions about things but it's just good like just it really hungry good to pick up my chess pieces again though, if I, you like I chess play, i yeah. used to play a lot when i was younger but yeah i, yeah, I think i think that. if you care about that stuff like it you'll it will really make you feel good about it like if you're good at chess i'm sure there's a bunch of problems that i can't possibly diagnose but to me as someone who fundamentally dislikes the game of chess. I was very impressed with well, its ability to... you're speaking to, to a uh, former North London Cubs chess finalist. It's so, a shame, uh, isn't it? <laughs> who, who beat you in the final? I don't know, some idiot. <laughs> so he wasn't an idiot. <laughs> Look, it was, I made fucking, a bad it was John Lennon. Alright, Simon Cardi. Hello, mate. <laughs> You've been dead a long time, John. What's happened? <laughs> well, you I know. call this opening the yellow submarine, you <laughs> prick. <laughs> Uh, Yorkshire uh, Chess John Lennon another classic improv creation of the Virgin UK podcast just just as he was about to go he was just being cocky he just went imagine checkmate checkmate (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell hey up checkmate Um, so that's the Queen's Gambit (laughs) Uh, good Uh, I'm going to watch that because uh, yeah, like you, I love a good sports drama. Oh, can we, before we go to the end of search, because I know we're about to, uh, everyone watch the Eric Andre show. They keep putting <laughs> full episodes of it up on YouTube. I think it's the best series, even though Hannibal Buress isn't in it very much. Mm. Fuck me. It's genuinely one of the funniest things I've ever watched Ep- on TV. Episode three, in, like all of it has been amazing season five, but in particular, I don't know, episode three got me, and they're only like 10 minute yeah. episodes on YouTube yeah. as well. The Mortal yeah, the Kombat bit. One. Yeah. Lizzo bird up is amazing. <laughs> macaroni was it macaroni cheese? George Clooney. <laughs> macaroni <laughs> cheese. No, I think it, yeah. Or, or was, was it macaroni? Beans? Was it nacho? Was it beans? It was like or chili? Was it chili? Chili George Clooney. Yeah, could I, be. It was. It was some sort of slop all over him. It was very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, fuck me, what an amazing that. show. That, that yeah. man. I don't know how he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how people keep going on this show. Um, yeah. Anyway. Should we do it? So you teased it. Why not do it? Let's do the endless search. Okay. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Shit. 
Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? I'm bringing back a classic, one we haven't done in a while. Uh, the Endless Starch is making a reappearance. If you, if you can't remember what The Endless Starch is, I have... What have I got here? I've got ten video games of which I have changed one letter in each of those titles, and the clues will pertain to those changed... aunts, the changed <laughs> names. So, for example, if I said... My example one is always... Um, if... I've got it. Uh, an open... like. An open world game about stealing cars in Florida that's been overrun by rodents. It would be Grand Theft Auto My City, for example. Right, okay. Right. Yeah, good. Okay. I did that very badly. I'm going to have it written down. Um, uh, yeah. I recently did this on Kind of Funny Live, Kind of Funny's extra live stream for them, and it was a jolly good time. And I gave the example a lot better there. So if you want to see the example properly, go watch it there. Um, but I haven't used any of the questions from there, so it's fresh if you have seen okay. that. So there we go. We've got some good ones here, boys. So I hope you're ready. Are you ready? As ready as it can be. I'm terrible. I'm terrible one. at this sort of game. You might not be. Here we go. Face the hell. That is endless video calls in this fast-paced shooter. Oh. Zoom Eternal. Oh, oh it is Zoom it Eternal. Was, oh, I had Zoom Eternal, think, and then I was like trying to work out quickly what it was. Oh, baby, would we have got that before lockdown? Though, would anyone have known what Zoom was? Genuinely, though, that could also be uh, Slack instead of Black. But you know, <laughs> there we go. Joe, you know I may have given you a half point because that was. Clever. Thank you. Right. Second one. A Ubisoft mashup of hacking and poisoning people's feet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, um. Oh, God. A Ubisoft mashup of hacking and poisoning people's feet. I mean. All I can think of is Watch Dogs Bunyan. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, it, it's good, but it's, it's not, not it. <laughs> oh. Poisoning people's feet. Is it Legion? Legion with an S. It is yes, Watch Dogs yeah. Legion. That's yeah. all I could think of, but I don't <laughs> Siege. No, What's that? Legion What's that is from to... Rainbow Six Siege, isn't yeah. it? The oh, character who poisons people's feet. I see. Okay. Go. One all. A little clever one there. Right. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Number three. A famous extreme sports star takes a career turn in covering roofs with smooth rock. Covering what? People's oh roofs oh. With, with smooth oh. rock. Say, stay, say the start bit again. Tony Hawk Pro Slater. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Slater. Yep, yep, yep. Perfect. 2 1 to Dale. Number four. A murder mystery set on the ship belonging to a Swedish footballer. Oh. <laughs> the return of the Ebra Deer. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Two all. It's, it's, it's turned into a classic. This <laughs> is what I imagine the Queen's Gambit is like. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Do you think they'll make a little biopic, biopic about this one? We need an addiction of the storyline, John that? Lennon. No. <laughs> 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 
right uh, <laughs> uh number five make your way through the challenging gauntlet of boletaria's most devilish liquid starters um <laughs> liquid starters. i have no idea i mean i know the i know the core game but i can't <laughs> it does help if you know the game yeah cuz i don't well i'm going to give this away but i'm almost positive this is wrong <laughs> lemon souls it's, it's, it's not okay. Lemon Souls. Damn Can you say the clue again now that I know the, what the game is? <laughs> Make your way through a challenging gauntlet of Boletaria's most devilish liquid starters. Oh, okay. Sorry, we've got we just got um, Hue lights, and <laughs> Anna is clearly downstairs messing with them because it keeps turning on and off in my room. <laughs> really turn- I thought you were going to say when you said lemon, it turned yellow or something. Oh, that would have been good. Um... Liquid. I mean, not always a starter. Okay. But traditionally, you'd have it as a starter. Oh. Oh, soup. demon soups. Yeah. <laughs> it is demon. Oh, who who got that? Was well, I joke? just said soup. Joe filled it. Oh, away. okay. Yeah, that's not <laughs> just to say soup. I'm just soup. <laughs> I'm really gonna remember lemon souls for the next one we do with this game. <laughs> lemon soul is nice as well. Yeah, it? it's alright. Uh, three two to Joe with five left to play. Here we go. Parkour, here we go. Parkour your way around a British island that's been overrun by zombies. Oh, um, no. <laughs> Parkour your way around a British island that's been overrun by a zombies. British island. It's been overrun by zombies? That's the, uh... Uh, that is the clue for the game. Oh, Maybe if I read Dying White. It, dying White. It is Dying White. Oh, it nice. Is, as in the Isle of White. Mm. There we go. 4 2 to Joe, but with 4 to play, it's all there. A VR rhythm game where you wield legs of lamb. <laughs> uh, feet Saber. No, wait. No, that's right. <laughs> meat Saber. It's Meat, meat Saber. Meat, meat Saber, not. <laughs> So close. That sounds so like close. a mod for perverts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would play that. <laughs> I'm not yucking anyone's yum. Be into feet, it's fine. You're not a pervert. <laughs> I thought you just a lamb. funny joke. I was like, the lamb could also be one. I don't know. <laughs> don't be into the lamb. That's <laughs> <laughs> Don't be into lamb. Joe's taken a five two lead with three to play, so still tie it up, Dale, with the last three. Here we go. The world's most famous assassin finds a new ingenious way to hide his baldness. Oh, um, an ingenious way to oh, no, that can't be right. I know the game. Um... It's not a wig, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hat man. Um... It is hat man. Oh, He's just wearing that's hats. Good. It's simple. He's yeah. just wearing hats. I like that one a lot. <laughs> Five, three, two to play hat down. <laughs> what a boring game. <laughs> I'd play it though. You should walk around as age of 47 buying hats. What about it's a VR yes. game? You can just try on new hats. Ooh. Yeah, sounds good, man. <laughs> hey, yeah, I never said it was. A, never said it was going to be great. <laughs> okay, couple more. Travel the universe discovering endless planets right. in the hunt for the origin of the music genre. 
popularised no by man's Coventry. Scar. No, no man's scar. <laughs> popularised by Coventry's favourite band, The Specials. I've, I've decided they're Coventry's favourite band, Dale. I mean, they are. Well, Coventry's most uh, well-known band. Sorry, The Enemy? <laughs> Can we not talk about The Enemy? Come on. Or, or Dale's band? Or Dale's Cheers band. remembering the name. I don't Dale know if told me. Dale and the Boozers. Yeah. Uh, Dale and the Chipmunks. Dale yeah, and the Boozers would have been better, to be fair. Uh, okay. <laughs> Dale and the Boozers would have been better. <laughs> King Hermit is the answer. King oh. Hermit is a good name. I like it. 6 3 to Joe. So that means Dale can save a bit of pride here of the mm. last one. But Joe has one. Here we go. A loaf of ciabatta threatens to disrupt <laughs> the time continuum in this third person shooter. <laughs> I'm struggling to think of the game. The time continuum. Uh, it could also like stop the apocalypse via time. It also is, is is the point of the game. That's like 400 games. Yeah. Yes, a lot of them. That I know. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. I've got more clues if you if you can't get that. Ratchet and bread. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um. Uh. What, what other clues? Well, say say the original one again. Loaf of ciabatta. What? <laughs> A loaf of bread ciabatta threatens to disrupt the time continuum in this third-person shooter. Quantum bread? It is quantum bread. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'd almost, I'd almost be happy to lose to that, but I didn't, so it's fine. <laughs> it's 6-4 to Joe. Just that, that, was, that was highly contested and just good fun all around. Mm. So I think that it. might be my favourite ever round of The Endless Arch. I thought there it was really go. action-packed. I loved it. There we go. What a joy. Um, should we do some feedback? Who wants, who wants to go first? I haven't put names to these, so just... I'll do it. Who would like to? Go on, then. Craig Stewart. Hello. Good afternoon, lads. Hope you and all the listeners are doing well. What a nice sentiment, mm. Craig. Uh, uh, the name written here is Craig. You sure it's... Is At it, the bottom it says it Craig. Craig. At the bottom it says Craig. <laughs> uh, pro- probably me. Craig. <laughs> He sounds like a rock man. I used to have a flatmate who was, to be frank, a bit rubbish. He always thought he was the smartest person in the room, and whenever I would play games on living room TV, my accompanying soundtrack would be whatever issues he had with the game, and there were many. Mostly it was thing, it was innocuous things, or typical mechanics in games, leading to comments like, why are there so many broken scissors lying around in The Last of Us? And, why can't you just take the gun of the soldier you killed? He does he sounded like that tedious mm. yeah he would dismi- dismiss most games as dumb and ru- running commentary ruined a lot of games i played in that flat however there was an exception i bought shadow of mordor and after playing the start i went off to work when i came back i found he had played seven straight <laughs> hours while i was away and was absolutely fascinated by the nemesis system this procedural system was such a surprise and source of enjoyment for him that I didn't hear a single complaint throughout my playthrough. He instead just watched, asked questions, and enjoyed whatever twists the system created. Thinking about this gave me a question I really wanted to ask. With the sheer volume of games available now and the large number of systems already explored, it's becoming harder and harder for games to surprise us with their systems. Adding to this difficulty is the depth and critical thinking we look at games with now, as you all obviously know being reviewers and working in games media. It's a lot harder nowadays to not look for the strings being pulled 
world and just enjoy the show. This is why I was interested to know with your experience in games, what systems, mechanics or features really surprised and excited you with their potential? What really stood out to you, left a lasting impression and got your imagination going? Take care, keep up the great work and for goodness sake respect the sea, Craig Stewart from Aberdeen. Uh, My answer to this question is always Shadow of Mordor, so you've (laughs) torpedoed me. We briefly Um, it's not a revolutionary system, but like the Cult of Cosmo and order stuff is it's not a fascinating mechanic but it's a, a cool thing to do i think mm. um, um i still think there's a real pleasure if it's again it doesn't change a huge amount but when red dead revealed that you could red dead 2 revealed that you could do that kind of positive or negative response to almost any comment in the game and it would react to that mm-hmm. that felt like a step towards depth in an open world like being able to talk to anyone in a vaguely meaningfully way yeah meaningful way felt really really special to me Um, the watchdog sensor system had that potential it didn't quite fulfill what we wanted but it's mm -hmm. still an impressive thing that they managed to do i think it's a great first step Um, Uh, for me um still every time i boot up the game going landing on and taking off from a planet and going flying to a new planet and then just this whole planet coming out of maths basically on no man's sky (laughs) is still like an impressive feat to me Mm-hmm. I love genuine uh, like this isn't me making fun I love the phrase ma- coming out of maths <laughs> yeah. like that's the best way of describing what that game's doing it's so cool but it's still, it's still like you know I remember explaining my dad doesn't really care about games anymore but I explained this one to him because I thought he'd be into it I was like you can take off from a planet fly up fly to another and it's all seamless and you break through the atmosphere and you come onto a brand new planet it's still and the, none of these have been pre-designed as well I still find that like a phenomenal feat it's probably about it feels like that time of the year where I need to boot up No Man's Sky again for a, a yeah. week just to fly around. Especially well, the next P- gen. Mm. Yeah, the PS5 version looks really... Well, yeah. both next gen versions a couple, look good. I know Joe loves this game much more than me, but I still think the first time you realised what the Outer Wilds is doing with oh, the time loop. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know there's a lot of time loop games and a lot of lo- roguelike games, but that one just being on that... Is it 22 minutes? Yeah, 22 minute cycle. Like... Yeah, that is a cool mechanic, although, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't love it as much as you, but I still think it's very cool. There's a game um, being made at the moment, an indie game called Shadows of Doubt, which I think is one of the the games I've come across where I'm just like, fucking hell, (laughs) like this this is one man making this. And it's a voxel detective game. So it looks kind of Minecrafty, but like with much nicer lighting and a much more kind of interesting vibe um, to me anyway. But its deal is that it procedurally generates every citizen and every citizen's lives in a little city. So every single person has a house. Every single house has all their things in it. You can trace things. You can like, and you build like those red string detective story things for every person. And you can like pick up cases that have nothing to do with the game and are completely generated by the fact that all of these things are individually living and working in the city and have jobs and places to go at all times. And like, Every time I see this guy working on it, I can't remember the man's name and I feel really bad, but look up Shadows of Doubt. I just think, like, this is someone creating an actual world inside an indie game, and it's fucking incredible. And I'm, I'd be very surprised if we don't see something trying to do that kind of watchdogsy mm-hmm. in AAA within, the, within this well, generation. I'm kind of excited to see what GTA 6 will be. I reckon they're going to do something different with gta like not saying as maverick as that but like the fact that red dead kind of like you said did the choice thing kind of like i almost can see not going protagonist less with gta but well 
I saw a ludicrous rumour that I, if it is true, I fucking love it. But so you know what you every six weeks we get someone going like, I know what GTA six is, here's here's the rundown. Yeah. Um they're this rumour, which has stuck in my head ever since, I don't think it's true, but it would be cool, is instead of three protagonists in one city, it's one city with three protagonists in three time periods. So Ooh. you switch between protagonists in the You're same city like over a decades. Or something. That's yeah. Cool. And You're the playing I- like The Godfather Part 2. And imagine playing missions that affect the future oh. city. Like you're you're changing. I mean, I'm sure this wouldn't work, but like imagine changing literally the future game that you are playing That's by, be, by yeah. playing. That would be I want to see that. The system I like is a rumor I read on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's more just basic ones like I think just how portal works creating two portals like that is a mechanic i hadn't seen before like i know mm-hmm. valve are just good at doing physics stuff so you know it's boring to say half-life 2 in it but you know mm. that's impressive whether it still is today <coughs> yeah i think also, we said this i think we said this last week like i think the reason i'm most excited for this generation is nothing to do with how things look it's that people really seem to be being forced to think about systems now because of mm-hmm. like because the the benefit of these consoles is not their GPUs, it's their SSDs and like compute, like just sheer computing speed, and the idea that we can start messing with like the fabric of games as opposed to like the end result of what they look like is really really exciting to me. Yeah, mm. yeah. and you got other simple ones, just like I think Super Hot is just really cool as a as an mm. idea as a mechanic. Just you know, nothing moves unless you do. It does move. This is so annoying. Everything does move <laughs> when very, you very, very, very slow. slowly moves. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing moves properly until you do. Properly is fine. I'll take that. <laughs> cool. Good. Uh, I'll, I'll take the next one. Why not? Uh, actually, John, you do it, Dale. All right. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, this is from Lee Elif, or Elif. Elif, I'm going to go with. Hi, lads. After your conversation last week about haptic feedback on the PS5, I got to thinking about what David Cage could do with that tech. I've been no! yeah. <laughs> It's not a good way good thing to think about, mate. <clears throat> I've been playing Detroit Beyond Detroit Human. Detroit was a good game. Yeah. I've never played it actually. Oh wait, um no, I'm thinking of... It's in the, it's in the PS collection. I played Detroit. Yeah. Uh, it's the one before, Beyond Two Souls. Oh, Beyond. Oh, yeah, don't play that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been playing Detroit Beyond Human for the first time and was thinking about all the weird stuff Cage could have done. He, if he had access to haptic feedback. The idea of the controller fighting you back when you make morally dubious decisions or making it so fight scenes have more impact so you truly feel like you're doing the things on screen and if done well enough, you really you really felt like you were doing something wrong, i.e. strangling someone, would you still do it? I can't wait for someone like Cage who loves his controller gimmicks to give us something new and weird to use haptic feedback. Anyway, what do you think? Are there any developers you can't wait to release something that properly utilises haptic feedback? Cheers. You've got to try and wonder what David Cage considers morally dubious. Uh, um, I would also say, it? like, he, he's very much on the idea that he wants you to write the narrative to a certain degree. So if he was, like, sort of almost implying that you're making the wrong decision, hmm. is that against everything he believes in? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I do I'm kind of sure. think, like, this would be going back now, but, like, what cool... If... This like rumor of a Blue Point Metal Gear remake is true. Mm. Like, oh god, yeah. What will they? I know people won't want them to mess with it too much, but like, you can't do the Psychomantis remove memory card thing anymore. You just can't do it. Like, is there something cool they'll do with the controller yeah. to replace that? Or well, in just generally, Kojima's next game yeah. would yeah. will be super interesting. I'm I'm really looking forward to um, 
you know, Sam Barlow, who made Telling Lies and her story and previously did Silent Hill Shattered Memories, which was the mm-hmm. Wii Silent Hill where you would get fucking horrible phone calls through your Wiimote and you had yeah. to answer them and listen. Like, it was grim. Um, he is working on something he says is a spiritual successor to Shattered Memories. I and I love the idea of what he could do with a PS5 controller and that. Like, just to fuck with Horrifying. you. I could see, like, Kojima doing something weird, like your triggers just lock unless you stroke the touchpad to like calm down your controller or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you I can imagine it. all the stuff he would have done with a baby in Death Stranding as well. Like, Well, who knows with the PS5 version, I wouldn't be surprised if they do add some stuff like that in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's even harder to walk up those hills with the triggers. You just, <laughs> God, just completely I, lock. I do not want to play that game again. <laughs> <laughs> who else... Who else is working on stuff right now who are really cool? I mean, like, I'm always going to be interested in what Naughty Dog do because theirs is all about immersion. So Mm. I think it would be less, like, gimmickry or, like, mad stuff, but more just trying more and more to to make things feel right. With God of War, I think that axe coming back to you with those triggers and that haptic feedback would feel amazing when using Mm -hmm. that axe, especially when, yeah, you pull it back to you. Just the rumble in the controller would feel great. Um... I'm still excited to see what Hitman does with it as well. Like, I really feel like they could... Because, like, Hitman is it's gratuitous, isn't it? Violence a lot of the time. So it could really lean into that. Make you really mm. feel guilty about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's, like... You know how PlayStation always works with, like, weird in, weird indie types. And, mm. like, I'm really interested to see what the kind of official PlayStation-exclusive indie games that we always get start doing with this stuff. Like... Mm-hmm. I'd love to see, like, Keita Takahashi, the guy who made Katamari and that kind of stuff, like, messing with just... Because, you know, like, he's making that game... You know the, the um, Playdate, that little Game Boy with the crank yeah. on it? And he's, like, making a game that you can only control with a crank and stuff like that. I just want to see people fucking yeah. around with it. Well, like, you mentioned I'm Shattered Memories. What if something similar to that? But because the controller has a speaker, you actually have to speak back. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's got it a just, speaker and a it, microphone, yeah. It just connects you to another random player in the world and you have to speak to them to work something out. Is absolute danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They could just get each other. It'd be lovely. Yeah. Probably um, won't. But, no. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited by people messing with it. I don't think it's ever going to be truly astonishing. It's not... I, I, I can't see someone really turning it into something meaningful. Mm. But I'm very excited to see people just mm. sort of futz about with it. It'll I'm, be good. I'm excited for different colours for it. <laughs> That's what I'm excited about. I like having different... I don't like having two of the same colour because I'm just weird. So you know which uh, one's anyway. which? Which one you charged and which one you ain't? Yeah, yeah exactly. Very wise. Uh, anyway, last one here from... James Griffiths, who says, Hi all, I was listening to last week's episode about your favourite console generation, and recently I've been thinking about getting a PSP again. I fell down a rabbit, a Reddit rabbit hole that got me all excited. After now having a 10-month-old, I occasionally manage to get on the PC, but I'm playing a lot of Switch in handheld mode in the evenings. Is it just nostalgia, or was the PSP genuinely a great console that was ahead of its time? Those God of War games were awesome. I also heard that you can overclock them. Keep up the great content. The minute I get into my car on a Friday evening after work, I look for the podcast. Take care. James from Stoke. P.S. Oh, and for fuck's sake, respect the scene. I really like that the the four, and then there's like 
whatever you want and then respect the sea we've had for god's sake yeah. for fuck's sake for christ's sake, sake. Yeah. it's uh, goodness liberal sake. use yeah it's like top yeah it's like you've got the pizza what's your topping um, <laughs> exactly yeah it's um, good i it. never owned a psp i did yes. i imported it from japan Ooh, like a I, really cool guy i did have a vita though and i did love my vita yeah two analog sticks on a vita though. that's what you yeah. didn't have on the PSP. i think psp uh wasn't so much ahead of its time as lived out of time like i don't think anyone ever really saw it and went like we must also do this mm. Mm. but i think it was a uh, playing wipeout and tekken tag on that thing i know tekken battle revolution or some shit or demon explosion i can't remember <laughs> which explosion. tekken it was um I, I was like absolutely in awe of that thing when it first came out i, do I couldn't believe playing, it worked yeah i do remember playing quite a bit on my mate's playing like Pro Evo 4 or 5 on it and being quite impressed by how well it played on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yep. that's my experience with the PSP. My, my big lasting memory of the PSP is when I first got one, I'm pretty sure with when you bought it in the UK brand new, you got a copy of Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 1 on UMD with UM, it as well. Big oh, really? UMDs. Yeah, and I remember going in and my dad was watching telly and I just showed him, look, I'm watching Spider-Man on a little handheld. And it was like <laughs> seemed revolutionary at the time. I guess it was revolutionary at the time. I'll, I'll tell you what like, was revolutionary. Had a web browser on it when you were a teenager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was something. That's disgusting, Joe. Look, Look at yourself in the mirror. I can't help but have urges. Um, <laughs> those, those, okay. To get it back and drop by the way, those God of War games were were decent, but I don't think they would stand up too much now. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, honestly, I only really remember Wipeout and Tekken on it. Mm. I think I got them when I got it. Uh, I don't really know what else was it on was it. It was a good emulation machine, if you're into that. That's what, that's what a lot of people used it for, really, didn't they? They just hacked their PSP, could get anything on it. Yeah. Hmm. Good it's old stuff. thing. Mm. Nice. Um, that was a lovely chat. Um, if you want to send in your feedback, please do at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Uh, some point we'll do the um, sandwich special. Probably around Christmas time. It seems like a nice time to do that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've got to think about doing our best of the year stuff soon. Christ. Uh, oh, Christ. And I look forward to next year. And who knows, maybe even some sort of best of the generation one as well. Why not? Let's just do them all. Jesus. Uh, it's good fun. Hopefully in a couple of weeks we can talk about Cyberpunk as well, because I cannot wait to play that game. I'm very excited indeed. Yes. Uh, what music should we have? What we should we have about? the Val- one of the Valhalla... Viking songs. What was the theme? What, they're to just the guys singing Gambit in a boat. Like? Is that any good? Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's good, but it's pretty. Boring. Should we have Imagine by John Lennon? <laughs> yes, have Imagine by John Lennon. Perfect. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, Imagine there's no heaven. Choose if you try. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.